And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, August 17th. And we have back with us again, uh, friend of the podcast, I get this at this point, Timmy G of the Banner Banter Podcast. How are you doing today, man? Hey, man. Thanks for uh, having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I forgot to count. I did this last time when we had, um, I think, John Corrales <laughs> on. I feel like, what is this, four or five times you've been talking I about think, this now? I think this is the fourth. Okay. okay. If right I were to that. guess, yeah, I think it's the fourth. I think I can call that a regular friend of the pod. Now, is that allowed? Can we, can we call agree. you a friend of the pod? Yeah, I'm absolutely okay with that. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Not a friend of Grant Williams, though. We're still we're still working on that part. Hey, I wasn't going to say anything, but I mean, if you want to start that conversation <laughs> now, let's. No, no. Let's, maybe no, maybe no, not. No. This has become a tradition. We have a guest. Jack brings up Grant Williams. They they either it's... take Jack's side or give him a nice backhand, and then we get rolling. <laughs> yeah, I will happen. not. I will not talk about his last thirteen games after he scored twenty-seven points in the playoffs. I will not. I will not talk about that. All right, we can <laughs> swiftly move on. Uh, the first thing I kind of had, obviously, as we're recording this, this schedule just dropped. A um, lot of stats. I wrote something up for Celtics blog. I don't even know if it's out yet. I just know I wrote it, and that's getting posted <laughs> soon. But um, yeah, I mean, Celtics opening the season against the Sixers, first game of the NBA season as a whole. Uh, Christmas Day game against the Bucks. I know you're a season ticket holder. Are there any games that you're marking on your calendar immediately? Um, yeah, I mean, as a season ticket holder, this is arguably my Christmas. Um, I <laughs> basically get to tell all my family members and friends that these 41 dates, I'm just not available um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean, I it's so weird because January is always the month for the Celtics that they always have a buttload of home games. And... Now it's not. So that yeah. right off the bat to me is very bizarre. I, I I think their most home games is in November. I think they have nine home games in November, um, which is usually like never the case ever. Um, but obviously, you know, the Thursday night uh, TNT game uh, against the Warriors, you know, the rematch, um, you know, back at the Garden because the last time the Warriors were there, unfortunately, they won the NBA finals. Um, I'm not a fan of the fact that we have to play the Lakers on the second night of a back to back. I don't care if it's in the same arena. Uh I feel like that is a rivalry, an actual rivalry in the NBA, not, you know, the fake ones that the NBA tries to make, like the 76ers and the Celtics, because that's, you know, even Joel Embiid said it's, you know, it's not a rivalry, you know. Um, you know, um, I'm obviously excited, you know. Um, what, what, what I do think is weird, and I don't want to say excited, is like the, the Hawks, they don't come to the Garden until the last game of the season which is in August and it's a one o'clock ABC game. And the Hawks are going to obviously be a lot better this year with their addition of DeJounte Murray. Um, So I thought that was very weird. The Bucks are only coming to the garden one time this year as well, um, which is on Christmas, which I think is weird because I feel like the Bucks Celtics is more of a rivalry than anything else. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can go on and on and, and, and kind of look at the the different things. Um, But I do think I, I know Sean Grandy tweeted about it and I didn't realize it was something like this big, but in December, the Celtics are actually home for 17 days, which is the longest stretch in 43 years for the Celtics since 1980. I think. I yeah. Saw that. yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So they, their last road game is December 13th and then they don't go on the road again until January 1st, which is just insane. And that stretch against the teams, you have two games against the magic. Mm-hmm feel like those are pretty winnable games then the pacers i'm not worried about the timberwolves then you're home against christmas against the bucks and then you play the rockets which again you're not worried about and then the clippers so the celtics could go on a great stretch and feel really good before they have to go and play their kind of midwest road trip which i think that could be an important stretch of the season for sure. This sounds a lot like last year when Sam, before the season even tip, said they're starting 10-0. and and then they I said 8-0, and I stand okay. by that they should have did that. And, and <laughs> we can all talk about it. They were underachieved to start the season. Yes. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking in my head, what do I think? I think they should beat Philly. <laughs> think they should beat Miami, Orlando, Chicago. They should not really – I mean, they I mean, might lose. they might lose to Miami. But besides that, they're not playing a game they – really should lose until they, they I mean Jack I mean you know when they play Memphis those are technically their first 10 games from Philly to Memphis and they could easily go eight and two you know let's I, just I, say you lose to the heat and you beat and you lose to Memphis they can you know they can beat the 76ers and the Magic and the Bulls and the Cavs twice and the Knicks and the Wizards so and 
I think that's a good thing that they're kind of starting off a little light because I don't want to see Rob until like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I want yeah, that no, knee to be yeah. like 1,000 million quadrillion percent ready. So I feel like that's a pretty good start for them. Um, but the Pistons, they play the Pistons twice on the second night of back-to-backs. And I feel like every single time they played the Pistons last year was on the second night of back-to-backs, and they got absolutely spanked by them every single time. So I'm a little nervous about that too. And Detroit's better. They're they're yeah, going to absolutely, be yeah. absolutely. If the East didn't get, you know, significantly better around the bottom, I would say they were going to get in the playoffs. That was my thing at the end of last season. I thought they mm-hmm. would get in. They still might. You never know how these teams are going to. Oh, be I mean, they should definitely be a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that, I mean, I hate to say that that should be a goal, but for as terrible as the Pistons have been, a shot at the playoffs, I feel like, is a good thing for them. I, I mean, you look at the teams sliding, like the Hornets are going to be worse through no fault of their own. Like that's yep. just, it's going to how it be. Um, the Nets are probably going to be worse barring mm-hmm. they keep them smoothing things over. Pacers are going to be worse. The Magic mm-hmm. are still going to be bad. Like they have a real chance. It's just an issue when you get to those bottom tier playoff teams. Like I think the Cavs are going to be better. I think the Bulls are going to be better barring injuries. I think who else was in the plan? I guess the Nets will be worse. So yeah, the Pistons have a chance to slide in. It's just a matter of what happens with Brooklyn. And then if Charlotte, it, yeah, the progression kind of outweighs what they've lost. Yeah, yeah, because if they lose uh, Bridges after yeah. his being an idiot, um, yep. that whole thing, um, you know, that that drops another team. The Hawks are obviously better, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really interested in the Bulls because what yeah. type of Lonzo Ball are we going to get? Because the second he got hurt, you saw the Bulls just slip. So okay. is he really going to be a hundred percent when he gets back? Because clearly it was a much worse injury than they thought. Yeah, because he sure. was supposed. To, what was he? He was cleared, right? Or was it? He was supposed to come back, and then it went to indefinite. But regardless, he was out significantly longer, and ended up being the whole season. Yeah, he was supposed to come back in like mm-hmm. January, and then mm-hmm. he never came back. Yeah, yeah. And reports this summer saying he's still not doing like five on five work yet. He's still not ready, which is like like a year out at this point of him. Yeah, it's, getting it's, so it's, it's pretty great. scary. Not good for them. Other stats note, Celtics have 13 back-to-backs this year, I believe is what I counted. Um, yeah, I which is two less than last year. Okay. And then I really dove deep, so I'm sorry about this. But please, the the end of the back-to-backs, uh, six of them are against playoff teams, so the other seven are against teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, which obviously is huge You know, for Al or Rob or even for yep. Jalen and Jason. You know, So, you know, if, if you look at their first couple, like, the Magic, the Knicks, the Pistons, um, the Hornets. Like, those are their first end of back-to-backs to start the season, and I feel like that's a good thing where, obviously, you know, you look at in December, they go Brooklyn Raptors, so obviously that's going to be a tough matchup, and then Clippers-Lakers, that's going to be a tough matchup, but I feel like those type of games could really help out the Celtics in those type of situations if they are actually are playing against bad teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, and it, to add to that, they have Utah twice in March who are not going to be a playoff team, more likely than not be this huge. year. Yeah, and then, you know, what Shams reported yesterday, they they could be awful um, mm-hmm. if the Knicks, and you know, and that, that could make the Knicks a little bit better, and then, you know, that makes the East more competitive because I think it's fair to say that the East is more competitive from top to bottom than the West is. I think the West is more top-heavy, but from top to bottom, I think it's the, uh, yeah. the East. Yeah, I've been saying it all summer. Are they going to stop? trading for guys stop bringing guys over here it's, it's pissing me off so you Mitchell, want katie to go to phoenix get duran out send him to the pelicans get keep mitchell in utah you don't need to get give up on him yet you've got a good package back for gobert you have plenty of draft picks to build off if you don't need to blow it completely up yet right you got a haul for gobert Rock yeah that was minnesota i mean yeah danny did it again yeah crazy i think minnesota will be good but that draft compensation is yeah a lot I just like, I just don't see Cat and Gobert being as good of a pair as Rob and Al. But then again, yeah. who the hell knows? It's definitely gonna be weird. But I understand from Minnesota's perspective, like no free agent is going to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They're they're not gonna get anybody no. to play with Cat. So they they had to do something. Which I respect Tim Conley coming in and just you know blowing stuff up. But absolutely. Uh, Another stat, and I didn't tell Sam this because I know it's going to piss him off. Sam, the Celtics have three more nationally televised games than last year. They have twenty-four nationally. Televised uh, I don't games care this year. for that. I mean, are you 
<laughs> Are you talking about NBA TV games? Because in my opinion, no, no. that that doesn't matter. No, no, they have. Uh, I think it breaks down. I, I wrote it up. Eleven on ABC, eight on TNT, and five on. Or sorry, eleven on ESPN, eight on TNT, five on ABC. Oh, okay. As, All right. as long as they're not the, the exclusive ones, are the ones that kill me. I don't what do you know mean? When, when you cannot watch them on the on NBC Sports, that's that's when I start having an issue with it. Uh, that will hear that Brian. that will probably be every TNT game. Yeah, so eight, which that's is not what you want. ABC I mean, I if well. Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the first three Thursdays, the Celtics are playing the Mavs, Nets, and then the Warriors, and all three of those games oh, are on Mavs. TNT. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, Philadelphia yeah. will be on TNT for sure. Yep. The opener, yeah, uh, yeah. The opener will be on TNT. Yeah, you know, ESPN. I don't think fights as much as TNT does with the rights, or maybe it's the other way around. One of I forget. Two. Yeah, it's one of the two. So obviously, if it's only um, you know TNT, then you're going to have to you know just nine games without Gorman. Which do we think this is the last year, of Mike Gorman? I don't know. Uh, no, I no? think okay because he said two more years at the end of last year. Which which Did he could take as he meant the last season and then this season, but I think as long as the team's playing well, he's going to want to keep doing it. Yeah, that that uh, was one consistent theme with his answers to that question is, you know, as long as he's not like miserable going to the games, he he's fine. Well, my question is, does Grandy just step in when he retires? Do we think that's the he should? Progression? I think so too, but he should. I just think he should play down his puns a little bit. <laughs> I, I like I love Sean Grandy, I, and I think him and Cedric are the perfect team together. And I would rather have the two of them go over than Grandy with Scal. Scal, agree. I agree. Um, I I think Scal is awesome in the studio. I've gotten used to him, you know, doing the color or the whatever they call it, yeah, whatever the correct TV term is. Um, but I don't see Grandy and Scal working the way Max and. But I don't know if Max would want to do the TV. Because I feel yeah. like he's had the opportunity to do so because he's such a energetic and fun, you know, type of type of guy. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, nothing will ever come close to Tommy. But like a Grandy Max, like I feel like Max brings the same sort of Homer energy as Tommy does. It's not close, but I think no, you know, absolutely, yeah. Him, him absolutely. the trophy presentation in Miami was great on national yeah. TV, just rubbing it in everyone's faces. It was fantastic. Yeah, we don't know that enough anymore. For sure. And, you know, like, would you want Scal, Grandy, and Max? Okay, fine. But I don't know. Just Grandy oh, and Max wow. have been doing it for so long, and they're just so good together. You know, there, there are times where when Kyle Draper did it, I literally linked up my TV to Grandy and Max because <laughs> I, I just couldn't listen to Kyle Draper do it. I, I couldn't. So as long as they bring back Grandy, I think it would be fine. But that would be yeah. weird if they brought in like a a talented person from another city. I feel That'd like that would that, I feel like that would actually piss off a lot of Celtics fans. Yeah, I think it would piss me off. I you're already <laughs> used to hearing Grandy's calls some in some capacity. If you're watching the TV games it. all the time, you're still hearing highlights with Grandy's calls on them. And Grandy's mm-hmm. calls are really great. There's no reason to bring in somebody else that you're going to have to get used to again that doesn't really have the feel for it, might not have the same bias even though granny's not really biased but he's still you know he supports the team wants him to win whatever you're you're gonna miss out on that and there's no reason to go away from grandy he's earned it if he wants it and he's been there for plenty of time yep i agree 100 i agree as well uh i'm just looking over the schedule to see if there's anything i missed um you mentioned the seven game homestand they have in december they also have three pretty big road trips six game road trip in december uh, two five-game road trips in October and November there. And uh, Oh, do they have six, another one in March? Six games. Yeah, in yeah, the one in March goes okay. from March 11th to March 21st, but it's Hawks, Rockets, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Utah, Kings, which, all right, so. I mean, nothing <laughs> nothing crazy there. You're really worried about the Hawks and yeah. the T-Wolves, and then who knows what the Trailblazers are going to look like, especially Take with Dane coming world. back. Yeah. For sure. Uh, other games, uh, I wrote this homecomings and revenge tours. They play the Pacers for a couple times for Brockton. 
uh, yep. the Hawks for Gallinari, the Jazz, and Will Hardy coming back. Uh, and then Derek White hasn't played the Spurs since joining the Celtics either, so those games will be fun. I did see that the Spurs are playing in the Alamo Dome this year. Is like this for year? A, yeah, yeah for like a 50-year anniversary, which I think Very is cool. awesome by the NBA. And um, I saw a stat on Twitter, and it was the Alamo Dome can fit 65,000 people, which if they sell it out would be the most ever at an NBA game ever. I'm pretty sure is what I saw. And it's against the Warriors, so there's chess. Adam Silver just playing yeah. chess. I, I was just about to start talking shit. <laughs> I was just going to be like, well, <laughs> that Spurs team, you know, everybody wants to come out and see him. Yeah, well, that is true. What, no one wants to come out and see Romeo Langford? Yeah, well, <laughs> the Warriors being in town certainly will help. Yeah, Perhaps. will absolutely help. Didn't even take that into account. I was just like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of empty seats. The the one game that, as a season ticket holder, I'm looking forward to, and they finally brought it back for the first time in three or four years, is the Black Friday game. There's actually a Bruins game at 1 o'clock, and then there's a Celtics game at 8 o'clock. If, if you are listening to this, or Jack and Sam, if you've never done the double dip at the Garden Bruins-Celtics, it should be on everyone's bucket list to do it at least once. So do you just what do you have to exit and re-enter the garden? Like yeah, so so basically you go in early, you have brunch. It's delightful. You go to the Bruins game, have a couple drinks, and then by the time you get out, it's like four, four thirty, and you're like, Great, now it's time for dinner. And then you have a little dinner, a little couple more drinks, and you go to the Celtics game and you're home by midnight. It's a long day, but it's a great day. And that's what's that sounds phenomenal. I, I suggest drag. everyone to do it at least once in their life. I'm gonna have to drag uh, Danny and Liam Sam to that game. They they love the Bruins. Those are my two buddies who we used to do a podcast with. But and it's yeah, against yeah. the Kings, so it will probably be a cheap. No, yeah, it is against the Kings, yeah. so it will be a cheaper ticket as well. Gotcha. I, I thought I you were think... referencing the uh, L.A. Kings. I was like, that sounds like a pretty good game. Oh, uh, I don't know who. Uh, I don't who know who are the they playing. Let me. I can find out real quick. Uh, looks like they're playing the. Uh... Carolina Hurricanes. So that'll be a good game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who they played in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that's all the notes I have on the schedule. Unless, is there anything I missed? uh, Wow. We did 17 minutes on the schedule. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm I'm recording my podcast tonight um, to come out tomorrow morning, and I'm probably going to do like 35 on the schedule (laughs) and just be. Um, I'm trying to look at my notes that I have uh, ready to go. Um, do, 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 do. No, no, I think you, I think you hit them all. All right. Love that. Well, as a nice segue, they play the nets four times as well. And that could get interesting if our favorite Mr. Kevin Durant uh, ends up either even staying there or coming. Yeah, to it's going to be interesting regardless. You don't even <laughs> yeah. need to, to tease that. Yeah, I mean, as play. long as Kyrie is still in uniform, also true. For whatever reason, seventy-five percent of the fan base can't get over it. Twenty-five <laughs> percent of it can. It's over and done. Twenty-five. That guy can rot. No, no, no but like, <laughs> I mean, how many times can you you yell "f you, Kyrie"? Every time. Well, every time. Okay. Time. All right. One one thing I will. This is like a tidbit, but I remember going to Game Two in that playoff series, and he had a horrible game, and I was so disappointed at the end that there was not a where is Kyrie chant because he was so awful, <laughs> but it was such havoc mayhem. You name it that you can't even blame the people. It was just, you No, I, I will say game one, the hate towards Kyrie was something I haven't seen since early LeBron days. Like it was, it was borderline uncomfortable, but I the thing that drives me nuts about some Celtics fans, I understand why you hate him, but like he's such a good player that oh, like yeah, he's still I, I that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm angry at you, but I would I could watch you play basketball all day. So I wouldn't that's kind of team again. But I, I just think there are some Celtics fans, Sam, I know you're not one of them, but I literally think there are some Celtics fans that will look at the schedule and go, Okay, when can I yell at Kyrie? Oh, December fourth or whenever. Cool, I'm gonna buy these tickets and that's why I'm gonna go. Or when, when, whenever their first time is. I was just curious if you nailed it. It is December 4th, but they're not at the Garden. Oh, but it's in Brooklyn. Okay. Close. But yeah. Uh, impressive that you nailed it, though. You get, you first time it. is February 1st. First time is February 1st. Okay. Unless I'm missing <laughs> it. Oh. Sam's circling it on his calendar right now. Um, yes. <laughs> but I, are you no, you're not. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it is. It, it why, is. Why it is are February they only 1st. playing Brooklyn once at home? 
No, then again on Friday, March 3rd. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> uh, anyways, though, we haven't talked to you, I guess, in the past few weeks since the Kevin Durant thing has blown up. So I just like your initial thoughts, like, would you do it? Would you do it at the right price? And if so, what is like the 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 bar that you like draw the line in the sand? Well, my hot take, because everyone has a hot take, I guess, because that's how you get popular on the internet. Um half halfway through last season, I stated on my podcast, Banner Branch podcast, that I think Jalen's leaving. Um I just think that he believes and he has every right to that he's a number one guy. Whether, you know, we could debate that all day and night. Definitely yes for some things, definitely no for some others. I do believe he really loves the community. I mean, you saw that the other day with, you know, Mayor Wu when he was down at the Roxbury Dorchester basketball game, which is a great event um, if you've never been to it. Um, So if the Celtics know that Jalen is leaving, I'm okay with it. I'm not happy with it. I'm okay with it. If Jalen has committed to them, I would rather be caught dead doing it. So right. that 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 that's my take. If Jalen has approached Brad and Wick and Rich and uh, Rich Gotham and Ime and said, "Hey, two years, I'm going to go be the number one guy in Detroit," you know, for example, then sure, get something for him because we can't let another free agent walk. You know, you saw it with Gordon, saw it with Al originally um, before he came back. So, but if Jalen is committed to it. I need the Celtics to come out and say, we are not interested. I need Brad to come out, Ime, whoever. I don't care that Jason Tatum's practicing with them in LA. If anyone's upset about that, grow up. That's the way the NBA is now, unfortunately. It sucks. Thank you. It's just the way that it is. Tatum was in LA for Draymond Green's wedding. Durant lives in LA. They're at the same gym. It doesn't mean Tatum wants them there. So that's really my take on it. If Jalen is going to leave, pull the trigger. But you got to make, I think one of the backstories of that, if you do pull the trigger on it, you got to make sure Jason's okay being the number two. Because I don't know if he would be after being the number one for so long. Um, so I feel like that's a, something that needs to be talked about as well in these type of discussions. Yeah, to circle back, you said it's a hot take. It is not a hot take. It is the correct take. And you're absolutely right because I think his hot take was Jalen is leaving. <laughs> well, I mean, if I, don't I think Jalen, even, even before these Durant rumors, yeah. I, I said it in like February, like when Jalen okay. didn't make the All Star team, I said Jalen is leaving at the end of his contract. Okay, all right, all right. That is my hot take, where I fully believe that he thinks because he made that All Star team before, which he deserved, that he is a number one guy in his opinion and can help a. Pistons. I, I don't know why I keep bringing the Pistons up, but he can help a Pistons. He can be that number one guy. He can help Cade Cunningham can be his number two and so on and so forth. Okay. That's fair. I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't, I don't know about that. That's, that's one thing I feel like it's an unknown, which is why I feel so strongly about your second half of that, which is if he wants to be here and you know it, there's no good reason to get rid of him. Exactly. Zero player. If, if that's the case and he wants to be here, fantastic. You want him here. If a guy wants to be here, you want him here, embrace that. And I actually kind of feel like it's messed up if you did trade him in that case because it's not like he's a bum. Guy, guy's fantastic. He, he was a little shaky throughout the playoffs at times, turning the ball over. In the finals, he was kind of consistent scoring. I don't know. I mean, if they just want to trade his ball handling, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> you know, like, don't tell me with a good time. Exactly. Yeah. But, but uh, if he's ready to leave, yeah, bring in somebody else. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up that Tatum KD thing too. Cause I, I get so mad when people like get upset over that. Like, grow, like you said, grow up. Like, and I tweeted out a video. Um, cause most of the people who get upset are either, you know, these old, like, fans who say, oh, today's game is ruined by these people who shoot the ball too much. And, and I agree with them to a degree. You should hate your opponents. Like Jason Tatum should not have gone to Draymond Green's wedding because of what Draymond Green did to the Celtics two months ago. But that's just not how the world works today. Like, well, I, I tweeted out a video, and it. I'm my thing is I don't like the concept that 
players back then like sure there's some examples like michael jordan and kobe like they're just built different like that's different but not all nba players on opposing teams have always just hated each other like they're i've tweeted out a video but russell and will chamberlain had thanksgiving together like like almost every year yeah like, well they they were also on the front lines of you know racism sure. and all that stuff so th- that course. was a good excuse but like you know people forget even though you, you bring up michael jordan remember michael jordan and danny ainge went golfing and then the next day yeah Michael Jordan dropped 63 on the Celtics. Right, like, it's like, just, I, I don't, it get, just is what it is. I don't subscribe to the theory that players on opposite teams can't be friends because, yes, they're opponents. And I, I don't doubt that when they are going up against each other, Jason Tatum and Draymond Green got into a scuffle in the finals. Like, it's not like they're like buddy, buddy. Like, they, yeah, as, long as, the, as long as they hate each other on the court, I'm fine with it. Hang out exactly. as much as you want. But if you exactly. but if if you're not going to follow Draymond Green hard when he goes to the rim because he was kind enough to, serve you a nice meal at his wedding then i'll probably get a little angry at you he was serving more than meals at his wedding. <laughs> no that was that the videos from that wedding was insane so awesome that is yeah. fire it's very funny but this this kind of and i don't know why i'm bringing this up my friend sent me this on twitter like months ago but i i always think of this example when we talk about this line of thinking you, you know how miles turner like likes legos right like that's just his hobby you remember he tweeted a video of him building a lego set and the whole comments was, damn, you're doing this instead of working on your game. And it's like, it's like May at this point for the Pacers. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> they're allowed to do other things outside of like, it's just, it just baffles me how like 50% of NBA fandom are these people who thinks that basketball players are only ever allowed to play basketball and do nothing else with their lives like that, that. And that's why, like, I loved. I, I, I'm surprised it wasn't talked more about from the media or whatever. Is when Brad Stevens literally told Jason Tatum to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Do not touch a basketball. Like that is like something I feel like he needed to say because, like, Jason Tatum in the last three years has played so much basketball. So much. So much between FIBA and the fact that he's always very healthy. He's played so like go away, take Deuce, go somewhere, and do absolutely nothing. So sure, go play some Legos. Like I don't care. Play exactly. play goldfish with Deuce for hours. I I don't care. Just rest and get healthy. But to your point, Jack, like Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant working out. I feel like if the rumors weren't going around, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, that's great. Durant's yes. one of the best scorers yep. in the league. Holy crap, this is awesome." But because the rumors are there, people He's are like, him. "Yeah, it's just." Po- it's just poor timing, but no one should look into it more than that. Exactly. I'm yes. the biggest old man ever, shaking my fist at everybody, <laughs> but I really don't care either. Like, yeah. I don't know. Certain times I care. Like, do I love when I see somebody hanging around with Kyrie? No. Is it because he's not on the Celtics? Kind of, but also like he's crazy. So I'm not trying to have him, you know, putting his little thoughts in people's heads about whatever. Well, I'm Sam, I'm more upset that Jalen Brown. Exactly. I'm more upset that Jalen hung out with Kyrie than I am Tatum shooting hoops with KD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if you're going to pick it, put a gun to my head and pick one, I would rather have the JT KD thing versus Jalen and Kyrie any day of the week. Out of all those guys on the Nets, like Durant's probably the most sane. Like, yeah, he gets mad at people on Twitter, but like, that's saying a lot. In my opinion, like, that's fine. Athletes should be able to give it back to the fans, including Kyrie when he gave it back to the Celtics fans in the playoffs. And people should leave him alone. And and if you want to come at them, they should be able to come at you and say whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. That's the only real knock on Durant. You can say he's weak because he left teams or whatever, which I kind of agree with i don't love guys leaving teams that's one thing i hate which duran has been getting a lot of flack for lately and he's been going at people for it good on him <laughs> right but yeah i mean i Kyrie like kind of turned his back on all those guys at, at least in a team sense as a person i don't know what happened off mm-hmm. the court we don't know all that i can't i guess it can't be that bad if they're all hanging out but no that's very true so i, I don't love that that that's so, my point <laughs> So, Sam, when you first heard the rumor and you're like, oh, Jalen, okay, fine. And then when Marcus got involved, how how big was your Arthur fist? Well, to be honest with you, when Jalen was involved, the Arthur fist was there. I and This is the take. <laughs> I, I completely agree with your take, whereas if he wants to leave, you can get rid of him and it's okay. But besides that, there's no reason to do it. You were just two wins away from the finals and you lost not – really because you got beat but more because you kicked it away and i'd said it all summer like 
you should have won that. You should have won game four and called it a day. And you should have went up commanding three to one and wrapped it up. And you didn't do it. And that's not because Durant wasn't on your team. It was because you had your head up your ass in game four and took seven threes in a row and, and missed them all and rushed things and turned the ball over and didn't get stops and gave up offensive rebounds. That's not because yeah. Durant's not on your team. It's because you weren't good enough. And guess what? The Celtics said, okay, we weren't good enough. We'll go get Brogdon for free and we'll bring in Gallinari. They still got better. It doesn't mean they need to go get Durant. Just enjoy the people they brought in. Brogdon's yeah. a fantastic player. Does he get hurt a lot? Sure. Gallinari's a good player. He's not fit. He's not the best. He's a little older. I'm sure he's going to fill whatever role they need him to fill. You don't need to go get Durant. No. Now, if things get off to a rocky start, you're like, oh, what do we do? Maybe. But See, that's, that's what I think that. it's going to happen. I think one team is going to panic around Thanksgiving and then basically ruin everything that the NBA tried to do today. And I also, <laughs> I also hate that Durant – I don't know how – I don't hate it. I truly don't know how Durant has any leverage. I mean, you just signed a four-year deal. You want to retire, retire. You have stuff left in the tank. You know you don't want to retire. Well, I think his leverage. Don't, don't, don't find an extension, then try and leave. I don't think his leverage necessarily stems from the fact of, okay, you know, like, I don't think it's personal leverage. I think the leverage is if you don't trade me, you're going to be screwed, right? Like, cause their, their team would be better with whatever assets they get back for him. And honestly, I think at this point, and I forget where I heard this, maybe it was uh, Mark Stein. I don't, I don't think it was Mark Stein, but at this point, Durant's just a headache. And if he makes himself more of a headache, they're just going to want to get rid of him even more. So I think that's the game he's probably playing in part, (laughs) which is like, I don't care. Well, that's why I'm very interested. The Celtics are interested in this because especially Brad, I think Brad had a permanent migraine when Kyrie was on the team, if you want to talk about (laughs) headaches, right? And why would Brad want to do that again? Why? I do think Brad is very, um, I don't want to, starstruck may be the wrong word or phrase, but I do believe Brad is very starstruck with certain NBA players. Like, I think he drools over LeBron James. And Steph Curry, like those type of guys. And you can see it when he coached the all-star team. Uh, He was just like head over heels with it. And I do think Brad would just love to be like, hey, I got Kevin Durant, one of the top 15 greatest basketball players (laughs) of all time. I think he would love to do that. But if you like put Advil in business forever with the amount of headaches you got from Kyrie, why would you want to do that with Kevin Durant? That's what I don't get. And then piss off some of your young guys. Because I think, the like I said earlier, I think the bigger issue here is I don't want to piss off Tatum. Because if we all believe Tatum is a better player than Jalen, which, you know, the finals is not a true case. But if you want to say overall, sure, Tatum is better than Jalen, why would you want to piss off your number one guy? Because Tatum, because Durant would walk in and say, you know, look at me, I'm the captain now type of thing. And I don't know how Tatum would react to that. I agree. I would agree more if they didn't have a past relationship of playing together, like on Team USA. I remember hearing stories. Tatum went on Draymond Green's podcast a while ago, and he told a story about like him and KD. And he's like, I remember I was playing for Team USA, and I had a somewhat open look, one that I would take on the Celtics, and I passed it to KD. And KD came up to me after the game and said, you got to shoot that. I need you to shoot that. So hearing that makes me feel like – and again, this isn't me advocating for a KD trade. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. As you guys. But hearing that makes me believe that that pairing would work. I don't know at what point, because KD's on the books for this se- upcoming season and three more after that. So yeah. I feel like what would happen, which is crazy, he'll be older, but I feel like what would happen would be maybe in the first year, I, I don't think Tatum would be truly the second guy. I think it would be more like 1A, 1B kind of thing. And then I think it would slowly transition into sort of what happened in Miami with LeBron and D Wade, KD going, okay, I know I'm that guy, but LeBron, like, this is your time. Not like you're the number one now. And I think that's what would happen over the stretch. So I'm not as much concerned <clears throat> with the fact of Tatum being angry. Cause I, if they did a deal like this, obviously like Tatum's come out and said, that's not my job, but they would, they would have to like, at least run it by him a little bit. He yeah. Tatum, Tatum has handled this very well. Like Bill Belichick would be proud. Like all of his <laughs> answers are very like generic, but 
the right thing to say. So, Jack, that, that is a good point about how they did used to play together. I, It's just, I really... It's I, definitely I, a weird situation. It, it, it's a weird, and you, you could say, hey, pass the torch. But then, yeah. like, Durant's never been a number two, because, you know, you could say he was with the Warriors, but, I mean... He won a Finals MVP for a reason. He was, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was the best Ooh, one on the yeah. team. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Either way, I hope it doesn't happen. I love this team because, um, unless Wick is like win now, I don't want to try and make it to the finals again next year and then just be that team that keeps knocking on the door. I want to win this year, right now, and then that's probably why Brad feels some pressure. But I don't think Wick is like that. It doesn't seem. I don't like think it. so. Yeah, but that would be the only reason where if Wick was just like, "Do this now. I want Banner 18 at the end of 2023. Give it to me." That's the only reason. And who says that's a given with Durant's inju- injury history as of late, coming off that Achilles injury? Obviously, he played very well last year at certain points, but every single time Kevin Durant jumps in the air, I'm afraid his legs are going to snap. Those <laughs> things are twigs. Like my wiring on my microphone is thicker than Kevin Durant's legs. It's it's (laughs) insane. Yeah. Also, I mean, even if Wick is like win now, again, they've already done stuff. They didn't just sit there and twiddle their thumbs. They have they've brought in Brogdon for nothing. You wanted to complain about not you, but people wanted to complain about, you know, they don't have a point guard or the real complaint to me is the depth wasn't there in the playoffs. Yeah. True. And it wasn't. And it's 1,000% true. in depth. Yep. And if you go and get Durant, you're probably going to have to knock out that depth and draft mm-hmm. picks, which I've already gone into why I don't want to do that because I feel like you're in a very similar spot regardless of what you do, except you won't have draft picks in case it goes wrong if you go get Durant. And he's going to get old, and you're going to have to pay him a bunch of money, which I don't love. Um, but, yeah, besides that, also the Nets – I'm pretty sure have a swap this year with with Houston. So regardless, they're going to end up with a high pick if they're bad. If they're bad, yeah. Like Absolutely. if if they end up being bad, it's not the end of the world for them. So if I mean, good on them. Good good on the owner if he wants to play mm-hmm. hardball because uh, more people need to start doing that. Well, you the, sign, sign the deal. You're playing there. Or well, the inter- the interesting thing is if this owner does play hardball and other owners are into it, I think the CBA, which is what, in two years? Something like that. Close. I think there'll be a lockout. I think, I think there'll be a lockout. I think it could get really nasty. Yeah. Between Because right now the players own the league. I mean, there's no doubt about it, which I think is great because I, I think the way the NBA works is better than the way that the NFL works because some of the NFL owners are complete douche canoes. So, <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I think better than the MLB. The MLB stinks. Oh, <laughs> it's awful. It's just, yeah, like, imagine paying an NBA player half a billion dollars. Oh, God. And, yeah, and just signing them for, like, I mean, it would be pretty cool if Brad Stevens right now could be like, hey, Jason Tatum, here's a 10-year contract. And yeah. we would never have to talk about trade rumors ever again. But in 10 years down the road with how, you know, the NBA just keeps going up and up, Jason Tatum would lose out on so much money doing that. So right. it, I, I do think there's going to be a lockout. I don't think it's going to be anything like, what was it, 95, 96? Or when was the really long lockout? I think around then, in the 90s. Yeah, I feel like it was Paul Pierce's rookie season. So maybe it was 97, 98. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah it's, that, that's very interesting. I, I will say this, though, you know, Sam, how you said about the improvement. And, you know, Brad has shown that they can win now. I was talking to one of my friends about this. I think going into this season, if the roster stays as is, this is going to be the most pressure a Celtics team has faced to win a championship since the 07-08 team. Is that a crazy statement? I think that 19 team had a lot I was going to say, is it when, more than after the 19 After they, they took LeBron to seven and they should have won, and then they, and then they had they got guys back. come back, they had a lot of pressure. So, I, think okay. rivals I think it's close, though. I agree. Coming off a, a final, I think. Appearance. I mean, you're gonna have pressure. You get KD though. It's the same thing. I think you're in the same spot regardless. You might be a little bit better at the top with KD just because he's KD. Mm-hmm. But I still think, I just don't think it's necessary. And this isn't 2K. I, I said this <laughs> with somebody on here. I forget who it was. It when when it was, it was really at its peak. It's not. 2K. I think we talked about it with Keith. You last can't. Week, yeah. You can't just like put guys in and oh, it's automatically gonna work. You don't know what that's gonna do. Like you said, it could piss off Tatum. Could piss off mm-hmm. other guys around. You don't yeah. know. You know all these guys got along well. You know they gelled together in the second half of the season and bodied everybody. Yeah. And you oh. got better. 
Yeah, well, that's the other thing. How are these guys? The Celtics are going to have to play 82 games this year. Like, actually play 82 games. Like, they're everyone's coming for them. Like, this isn't like, hey, Al Horford, take three or four days off. Everyone's coming for them because they made it to the finals and they want they want to beat that team and be that team in the East. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how how they handle that pressure, for sure. I think it'll be I good agree. for them. I think yeah. the Celtics traditionally with this core group have been at their best when the game's for real. Um, oh, especially especially Marcus. Mm. Yeah, especially your boy Marcus. I mean, right. he he loves when there's more pressure. I mean, sometimes he doesn't make the right decisions, but yeah, I think he Marcus plays better when the lights are brighter. Agree. And I I think you heard all last year too that you know it took Udoka like half the season just to like okay finally break through finally not even build up the courage that's the wrong wording but just to figure out okay this is what I need to do to get the most out of this and now that, now that he's had a whole season and a playoff run I think the connection between Udoka who by the way. This is totally random. All those people who are on the fire, fire EMA train, how, like, come on. Like, how do you look now? No, that train, it, it, that train shouldn't even been built. Like, Miles Turner should have never even built that with his Legos. Like, that should have <laughs> never, ever been built because it was so early. There were so many injuries. It was so stupid. But I will, but I will say this, and this is just a very, very small concern on my end. And I was going to talk about it on my podcast uh, that comes out tomorrow. I'm a little nervous that the players won't respond the same way to Ime now that it's been a full year. And now they know how Ime coaches. And if he's like, hey, get your shit together in plain English, the players could just be like, yeah, I've heard that before from you. Yeah, I'm fine. Small, small concern. Like yeah. the, the tiniest, eeny, weeniest concern. But like Jason Tatum could be like, oh, yeah, Ime's yelling at me again. Yep heard this before where last year they were like wait brad stevens never yelled at me like what are you doing i'm oh, okay yes i'll go do that right now so it'll be very interesting to see if that same mentality is there i think it will be but i could see every once in a while of them just being like nah bro like we're good see i think the, only... the positive reinforcement of the success will will make it something yeah. like all right you you know what you're talking about now, now, had they never got it together last year and it never worked, then and it comes out that's how he was coaching, then you could be like, well, like they're they're probably not going to respond to it. And I know you said it's a small concern; it's not how you really feel, but it's a thought. No, I mean, yeah, it's just a thought that traveled yeah. through my mind, and I went, "Huh?" But they're maybe be like, I, I don't know, believe it. But they're like, you know, we listened to him for you know half the season last year, and we killed everybody. So let's let's keep mm-hmm. listening. And my devil's advocate point to that was: I feel like you may step good. I think he'd bench Tatum. I think if Tatum did something like that, know. just bench like cup few not for a whole game, few minutes. Like, all right, ride the pine, mm-hmm. get your act together, sit down. You'll come back in a, in a second. Uh, and I think you do that. But cir- circling back on Durant real quick, I have two. I don't want to say hot takes like you did, but that's how you get the clicks. So two, I guess, hot takes <laughs> on the Durant <clears throat> situation that I just wanted you guys' thoughts on. And I think I've told Sam both of these, but I want your thoughts, Timmy G. The first one. And I'm not advocating for it because I think it would hurt the Celtics depth too much to do, but I think it's I think it shows how much leverage they have in the Durant situation. I think the Celtics, even if they didn't give up Brown, could still put together the best package for Kevin Durant. Yeah, absolutely. You could throw Marcus, Malcolm, Rob. and Rob in that. I, I think I so think Rob right goes through right there because yeah. well well then it gets I don't know to to have four guards on that team of Simmons, Kyrie, Brogdon, Smart. Would, well, they, they trade be... Kyrie too. Assume they trade oh, Kyrie. Oh, assume that they trade Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Then then, then I, I mean, that would be a no-brainer for the Nets to do that because yeah. you get a big because – and I feel like Claxton is a very good big for them, but he's a good backup big in the NBA. He's, he's not, not a good – exactly. Yes. He's not Rob. Then you have – you could have the craziest three-guard defensive lineup probably in NBA history with Simmons – Brogdon and Smart. I mean, yep. that was just bonkers. Like, because all With three Robinson of those, five? yeah, Dumb. like all three of those guys can guard one through five. Yeah, you know, because Brogdon's what three inches taller than Marcus? Two? I think he's six Two. five, six six around there. Yeah. So, so and Marcus is six three. Yeah. So, but the fact that all five of them can play multiple positions, but the thing is, is they have a coach that has never played defense before in his life and Steve Nash. <laughs> so, you know, you would need to get like a new coach in, in the system. And and I think that's one of the other very interesting points about Kevin Durant is Steve Nash that bad of a coach. 
or is Kevin Durant or is Kevin Durant looking for more of a LeBron James route? Like this is the guy I want, and this is the guy I'm friendly with, and this is what I would prefer because we saw who was the guy the uh, the 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 guy who coached in the over in Israel that the Cavs had for a little bit. David Blatt. David Blatt. Yeah, David Blatt. LeBron didn't want him, and he was gone real quick. And then yeah. Brett Brown came in, and no, not Brett Brown. Tyler oh my Brown. god. Yeah. No, who was who was the coach before that with the last Brown. name? Mike Brown. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like Mike Brown, Ty Lu. So does Durant want someone that he can coach? Like, is that well, that's, is that that's what's interesting? Like, if it's just as easy as Durant saying, "Get Steve Nash out of here," I'm surprised the Nets haven't done that yet. That's because the funny thing. Because I don't. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't seen Steve Nash, Nash do anything. He picked Nash. He's been in on every deal that the general manager Sean Marks has made. And those are the two guys he's saying get rid of them. Really? You had nothing to do with Harden <laughs> being there? You had nothing well, to do with Well, that's why I'm wondering if ownership says – that's why I'm wondering, like, we got to keep Marks because Marks is a very smart guy. We keep Marks. We get rid of Nash. Are you good? That's why I'm surprised the Nets haven't done anything like that and just said, okay, you wanted Nash. It didn't work out. Sorry to hear that. But if we get rid of Nash, can we keep Marks and can we keep you? I'm surprised like none of those rumors have started. The Nash thing was always so weird to me because it came out of it came out of nowhere. And then the first thing you hear is Kyrie say, we don't actually have a real coach, but like who made that decision then? Right? Like if that was the decision that you know, this is the KD Kyrie's team, and then Kyrie complains about Steve Nash, like why was the choice? The team before that Kyrie was on had a real coach in Brad Stevens and didn't like that either. (laughs) So which one is it? I don't know. They, they they ruined their future when they let KD and Kyrie decide to fire Kenny Atkinson and then trade oh, or then coach. sign DeAndre Jordan, make make Steve Nash play DeAndre Jordan, and then trade all of their like quality Levert, assets for James Harden. Allen. Who else oh. they give up? In let Dinwiddie deal. walk. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie walked. he was part of that. I mean, just think about that team now. Himself. I mean, if you could have Karius Levert, Dinwiddie, Durant, Kyrie, Simmons, Kyrie with Kenny Atkinson I mean, as coach. Filthy. Oh. They would. They probably would have won a title. Honestly, they might have won a championship at this point. Yeah, if, if they not, didn't at go least get Harden, they probably would have won. Even that's if, also. If, if they that's did everything the point. same and they just didn't gut their team for Harden, they would have been fine. Yeah, very true. Is there? Is there? A, Jack, I know you have another topic, but is is there another team in the East that you'd be super worried about that would just say "eff it" to like steal Durant? Yeah, because I think it'd be the 76ers. That's what I was going to say. And I talked about this on the other podcast that I do. I think people are underestimating the package they could give up for Kevin Durant. Because I think a lot of people look at Tobias Harris's contract and say, why would they want that? But he's a good while, player. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a bad contract, but he's not a bad player. And they don't no. need to be bad because they don't really have control of their picks. Plus, you get, theoretically, Tyrese Maxey, who maybe it's crazy to me. Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey. That's a debate. Oh, Maxey. That's, no, de- no, <laughs> that's Maxie. a real thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're the Nets, you'd rather have Jalen Brown over anything else you can get anywhere. But excuse me, I, I think Maxey is a good young player. Plus, you get Tybal, who he has his flaws, but he's a solid young player, too, right? The well, that, that would, would take be- away any stress on Kyrie defending a guard. Yep. Exactly. Kyrie staying. The only issue is you wouldn't get as many picks. But do they care about picks that much, right? And like, and then you could get into what the hell's on the end of Sixers bench? I mean, you could ask for, I don't know, Jaden Springer, Shake Milton. Like, ah, who, who's there at that point? Oh, yeah. Paul Reed, no. B-ball Paul, the legend. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Who is on? Who the is court, on the the, court the end of, of this? Smith. Uh, yeah, like I. You know, they're not going to give up P.J. Tucker because they just traded for him, and that's what makes James Harden happy. He's like James Harden's security guard. Um, <laughs> DeAnthony Milton, they Milton. they just signed, right? I mean, good, yeah, he, yeah he, he's a good one. And then is Nang still on the team, the kid from Lawrence? Yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you just throw him in there. He's a fine, reasonable, off-the-bench NBA well, player. I mean, you could get – if you're the Sixers, I mean, maybe you take a chance on guys like Furkan Korkmaz, new opportunity for him. Maybe yeah. he rehabs his value shooting-wise. Isaiah Joe, that's an okay young shooter that you could mm-hmm. take another chance on. Like, they – they have a better package than I think people realize. I think Miami doesn't have a shot in the dark at landing KD unless they get more picks elsewhere. 
um because tyler here duncan robinson max Struess, like sure if you get into like throwing i mean you want to talk about a bad contract who the hell wants duncan robinson's contract <laughs> nobody i, mean, I think i think he, he has time no but he I'm, I'm sure he has time but that contract is absurd it's, it looks brutal right now it yeah. definitely looks brutal right now does he make I more think, money than marcus per season yes uh, it's well jack knows more than me but i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure he does what, what does marcus make not 18? to completely derail this but um, I did hear Keith say this, and I think it's an interesting point. Is Milwaukee, if they really wanted Durant, could go get him. And what? I don't, I don't for him? They could do Middleton and other stuff. I mean, they have enough quality pieces there. They don't the want to do it. They Their team, they probably feel is good enough to have made the finals at least last year. They probably think they I think could run Toronto can throw together. I think Toronto can throw together a good package for them. Um, I mean, if we're just talking crazy at this point, Toronto, I think it's a good package with OG Ananobi, uh, Gary Trent, or if they really want to throw Siakam in, I think they, that could make that work. I think Mikhail Bridges put in a bigger role could be solid, but that, then you're riding the line of, is he just like a very elite role player and deep point candidate, or could he be a star? Like that, that's the chance. They'd be and I mean, who would want to see Terry Rozier and Kyrie Irving play together again? <laughs> they would both just love that. Um, and then the other team... Um, that I think doesn't have a real chance, but is interesting is the Washington wizards just because he's from there and that might satisfy him gets to play with Beal and their best package would probably be Kyle Kuzma, Rui Hachimura, Denny Abdia, and what four or five first round picks. Like Hachimura is what three years in the league so far. I think it's his third year. Yeah. And he's like 21. Oh, Very now, young. Now would, would they go? Would they try and go after Porzingis too? If I'm the Nets, I'd say no. You can keep. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine having Porzingis and Simmons? Like those guys oh could just God. sit next to each other on the bench and get hurt. <laughs> you know, like they they're just so injury prone. But no, I mean Kuzma, Rui. I mean, they also got Monte Denny. Morris too. Monte Morris is a pretty good, you know, off the bench yeah. type of guard. Denny of Dia, Corey Kispert's still there. They just drafted Johnny Davis. They have decent young players, maybe. In, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's possible. I think if KD goes anywhere, it's Boston, Philly, or home. I don't know. I, I think those are the places right now. Um, but the other, again, it's not really a hot take. Thought I have about the KD thing is I feel like a lot. And again, I, I think that you keep Jalen, barring what you said, if he wants to leave. I feel like a lot of the argument for, don't trade for KD, and I, th- I said this a couple weeks ago, Sam, <clears throat> is you'd be mortgaging the future. And I understand that to a degree, but people forget that once KD's contract is off the books, the Celtics will have Jason Tatum, a big market, and a max roster spot. Like, that's well, not a terrible position to be yes, in. Yes, no, that because they don't have, wait that long for they Bradley won't have Tatum, and they'll have two max <laughs> roster spots. What'd yeah, you say? Tatum's deal will be up too, so he can he can go screw if he wants. Yes, but if you tell Tatum, okay, Tatum, you can come back here and we can go try to get somebody else to compete for titles with you in Boston. And again, this is way too far in the future, and it's not 2K, and it's impossible to look. But that's going to be the free agency class of De'Aaron Fox, Bam Adebayo, all these like 20 same class as him guys. Hey, they've all been to like 17 <laughs> weddings together this summer too. Exactly. You convince one of them, say, hey, you Tatum, uh, Rob. Boston, Marcus Smart, title. I'm just saying the idea that the Celtics' future will be completely over if they trade for KD and not if they don't. Like that, yeah, that, no. that I don't subscribe to that theory. I don't think. That no, that's, that's fair. But like, do we want to go through that again? Yes, it's very risky. It's also very, but like <laughs> I, you said, it's I don't also know, very risky. Like maybe ta- maybe they have an expansion team in St. Louis at that point. <laughs> I'm just I, I just think it's risky. It's risky for no reason. It, it <laughs> sure. doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me i mean i think it would be cool to have durant here i like durant one of my favorite guys has never played here um but i mean for what what do, what do you need to, he's getting older like he's making a lot of money and you're giving up a bunch of draft picks like you have no safety net if it goes wrong at least say say you keep brown and he walks even though you can say you got nothing for him you still have the safety net if you have an absolute collapse you do have picks and, and Al's contract will be gone from that, too. Yes. So you'll have even more money as well. Now, do you think J- if Jalen – if they win the championship this year, which 
I texted my season ticket rep. If they don't win the championship after Bill Russell dies, everyone should be on the trading block. It was clearly just a joke, <laughs> but like that that motive that motivation should be enough um, to try and go win a championship for Bill Russell. Do you think Jalen would be more likely to leave if they do win a championship before his two years is up? Uh, you know, so basically Jalen's like, hey, I just won a championship, and next season is my last year before I become a free agent. And then Jalen plays one of his best years is an all-star. If they don't win the championship, do you think he still leaves, would leave if he has a ring on his finger? I think it's more likely he does leave. If they yeah, with a ring on the finger, right. So See, that's I, like that's a little scary because like I feel like a lot of these guys are like, hey, I am now an NBA championship. I'm going to go worry about me. Yeah. And I don't think Jalen is like that because I think Jalen is – arguably one of the smartest NBA players out there. And I'm not talking like he, Kyrie Irving, who thinks that he's smart. I, I genuinely think Jalen Brown is a genius, like a I think, super smart kid. Yes. I think what's more interesting is I feel like based on their personalities, Jalen, if he won a championship, would be more likely to stay now that I think about it. But Jason, if he won a championship, might be more likely to leave. I feel like and, that would be and go to the Lakers and go, <laughs> go somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where he'd do, but I feel like Jason would have that sense of I've done what I came here to do. I'm good. Meanwhile, Jalen would be like, I want this to be my legacy. I want this to be, you know, the place that I win titles and titles for. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe Jalen wants to play for Atlanta because he's from there. Maybe a St. Louis, like as I funny as it was, like maybe a St. Louis team pops up, blah, blah, blah. Like there's all these. Uh, Seattle, Seattle will be first. Yes, in Las Vegas. I think <laughs> I really think both of them because of the Celtics. If you win, it's kind of a legacy thing. The whole thing with the Celtics is go get another one. It's not yeah. like, oh my God, you know we haven't won in forever. Like like say like Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee won for the first time in fifty years. You know, two years ago, a year ago, whatever. And then it's like you have done like when Cleveland finally won, and it was like, oh my God, like you've done everything yeah. you can do. That's just not how it works here. It's like, okay, you go again. You go again. How many can you win? <laughs> yeah, that, that was cute. Go do this again. Do it again. Do it we again. appreciate yeah, it. Do, it, do again. it again. Yeah, make me a bicycle clown. I'm I mean, really the injured. still get crap for only winning one. With injuries True. and all kinds of stuff that went and, for them. And if you leave, please see Ray Allen. Would yeah. you want that level of hate towards you? Now, that was obviously a different situation. But Tatum could get that. If he were to ever go to the Lakers, after he goes to the Lakers, title. he'll get it. He deserves oh, it. I would projectile vomit everywhere if that was the case. There are ways <laughs> to leave and ways not to leave, and that would be a way not to leave. <laughs> Just the thought of it. Disgusting. Definitely. You way don't leave and join a rival. That should be understood. Correct. Of course. That being said, I saw something on Twitter. I think it was Adam Borai of Bleacher Report who said, like, the Heat – I don't know. I assume you saw this. The Heat are interested in Jalen Brown the if the KD deal does happen. That, that I was going to say that. <clears throat> but if there was a landing spot for Jalen Brown to be the number one option on a title team, it would be Miami. For sure. Because right? at that point, Jimmy Butler is mature and loves the game so much that he would accept the fact that he was number yep. two. And he, you could argue, argue that he is one of the mo- most – or at least top three most reliable number twos in the league, if that yep. were to happen. And Bam's not a scorer, right? At this point, Lowry's just a, a facil- playmaker. Oh, don't get me a, going on Kyle Lowry. There's not a player like, in the NBA more than Kyle Lowry. <laughs> if there is a place for Jalen to go win a championship as the number one, it is Miami. But at the same time, if the Nets make a trade for KD, they're not going to say, okay, we'll send Jalen Brown here instead. Like, that's, just, yeah. that's not going to happen. I'm surprised Pat Riley hasn't tried to fleece the Nets. And maybe he has, and it just hasn't been reported, but <laughs> – Kevin Durant going to the Heat and them only losing like Eric Spolstra and Duncan Robinson would be the most Pat Riley <laughs> thing in the world, and it would Absolutely. just be so annoying. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. It would um, be. I think that's all I have. Sam, is there anything else you wanted to bring up for you? Nothing I can think of. I think we had a pretty good show for nothing. <laughs> no, Sam, just real quick, I, I just wanted to ask you because um, I meant to actually tweet it at you when it happened. Sure. Are are you worried about Marcus's um, mental state if Brogdon tends to get more minutes here and there? Like how he kind of was upset with Derek White getting more minutes in game one of the finals? That I didn't know about, the, the Derek White. Well, just, sorry. No, it wasn't reported, but his body language was like, hey, okay. why, why the hell aren't I out here? But the answer to me is no. I think he's okay. one of the mature guys on the team. 
I think throughout his career, he's played all different roles for the Celtics. And I also think when the move was made, it was clear this is what's going down. And this is why we're doing it for depth. We want him to okay. come off the bench and score. No, now, I, that, I, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed to work out. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. But I just think, in, in my opinion, that's that's your captain of the team, regardless if he's starting or coming off the bench. They won't come out and say it, but feels like he assumes that role. He he probably loves the Celtics more than anybody on the team. And Fair. I don't I don't think he's gonna be somebody that's salty about it. I think I truly think Marcus Smart is the next Celtic great. Not meaning he's like Bird the greatest Russell. one. He's just going to be. He's, he's going to be, you know, like a like a Sam Jones, just a very solid, respectable, great player for this organization that has hope will hopefully have success. I thought last year would be the year he finally got his ring, and if if he wins here, he'll get his number retired, without a doubt. To me, we can talk about that on a different episode. I I know. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't I don't see him leaving ever. So that's part of it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm also the guy who didn't think Kevin Garnett's number should have been retired. So mm. Because I, I think you, you got to win multiple or play your entire career here, which obviously would help Marcus's case. I, in well, that I end. think he would. I don't see him leaving. The guy loves yeah. it here, man. So he does. To, to answer your question, no. I, I think he loves it playing in Boston enough to where he's not going to be salty about something like that. I think he's at point in his career where he wants to win. He got a taste of being in the finals. And I, I don't think he liked losing. So I think yeah. he's, gonna, he's willing to do whatever. Yeah, I just don't want him to, like, you know, be on the bench for the final three minutes of, let's say, you know, they're playing the Mavs and he's in, you know, he's not shooting the ball well, but Brogdon's playing well and he's on the bench to close out a game. And then the next game, is he going to come out and try and jack up 10 three-pointers to be like, see, I should have been out there. That's just my small concern about Marcus because I feel like every once in a while he does get like that. Sure. Um, but I feel like he has – definitely matured over the years and hopefully he realizes the bigger picture at the end of the day which i think he will that's what i was gonna say i feel like at this point he would be even if he was mad i feel like he wouldn't just do some shit like you just said i feel like he'd go to email say hey why is on the bench like what's up i feel like he'd like to say email is the perfect coach for that exactly yes i agree and also um you know, you mentioned earlier in the show. I mean, he's great when the pressure's on. Brogdon being there does put some pressure on. He has to play well. He has to play. He's got somebody <laughs> yeah. kind of competing. That's a great point, Sam. He's going to shoot 40% this year. He's shoot- <laughs> it doesn't mean he's going to shoot the lights. Sure. The guy just, guy just won Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, maybe he'll get that All-Star nod, I promised, last year. Yeah, yeah, if Marcus Mart shoots 40% from three, he's going to be an All-Star. You can mark, mark it down. Yeah. Hey, and he, if the Celtics he may win, start, he may get the most votes because <laughs> every Celtics fan will be like, vote, 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 vote. Yeah, all the if people that win, are mad at him will finally be like, wow, it's right? good. He can He's do the one thing he can do the one thing we've always complained about. Hey, but if the Celtics are this like 60 win juggernaut team, everyone I don't I don't want to say expects, but thinks they could be. I expect it. I'll there say could it. be and if there is a chance at three all stars, I'm not saying it's gotta be Marcus, but like you look down the roster. I think it's Rob. You think Rob can make an all-star team? I think Rob can make an all-star team. I don't think it will be this year because I really think they're going to limit Rob's knee uh, or limit Rob because of his knee as much as possible. Yeah. I really and truly think that because I think what Rob Williams did for that team was something that should go down in Celtics record book because he looked miserable out there. He looked like he was was good in the final. He was legitimately good. Yeah, and he was not even – any, I mean, no one's 100% at that point in the season, but Rob was, what, maybe 40% and was still that good? He's going to be dumb. So. I'm hyped for Rob. But anyways, that's all I got. Uh, thank yep. you again, Timmy G. We appreciate you hopping on with us for the fourth time, I think, we guessed at the start of the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, make sure I get your Twitter handle right, at Banner Banter 18. 18. Is it on Twitter? Yeah, and I'm dying to change it to 19. <laughs> hopefully soon hopefully by the, yeah, end, hopefully of the next, soon. end of the season we'll talk to you it'll be a different twitter handle for us to say but uh, yes yeah hopefully. thank you again we appreciate you yeah, thanks for having me on i love coming on with you guys i really appreciate it we always have a blast yeah. and you're one of the guests we're comfortable with so i don't we don't have to like <laughs> sit here and like take turns and jack i still gotta i i still owe you a game remember that true. I forgot so about that. So you, you still, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I still owe you a game. So if we looked at the schedule, pick a game now outside of the Warriors game, because that's actually my birthday. No offense to you. Um, <laughs> but um, any game outside the Warriors game you want to come to, you just let me know now and I'll I'll All lock right. it in. And same I'll with you, Sam. Up. Let me know. I'll, I'll bring you up to a game. We can have some fun. Just let me All know. Right.
Sure. Alrighty. Noted. I'll find a game. Grant Williams is going to play good, and I'll, I'll pick it and I'll call my oh, shot. That means you may not come. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank Jason. you so much. <laughs> thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And I'll let Sam wrap it up for usual. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube, either on Guy Boston or Banner to, or uh, from the Rafters podcast, rather, which is Change the title. Uh, climbing towards 100 subs at 97 as we're recording this. Uh, make sure you like, like, share, subscribe. Uh, we always enjoy reading the comments there and doing streams on Guy Boss, and those will be back. Don't worry. Once the season comes back around, we'll be back. Um, if you're listening on whatever streaming service, make sure you follow just in case Jack does not tweet the pod. But if he does, it's coming from at from Rafters Pod on Twitter. If you want to listen to Banner, uh, the Banner Banter podcast, you can follow Timmy G at Banner Banner 18. He will be putting out the new pod tomorrow morning, which is Thursday. He, is, he has let us know. Make sure you check that out. Uh, you can follow Jack at Jack's Money NBA to see him put up numbers on whatever website he may be publishing <laughs> on. Heavy is the main one. And if you want to see me complain, I was going to tweet a video of me eating a cookie on TV today, but uh, the program there didn't work very well. So you didn't, you don't get to see it. But you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA to see me complain. Uh, that's our show for today.